I found, uh, I'm going to do a playlist of Trevor Noah, um, shout out to KAMP, Student Radio at the University, Erin Stoner, <laughs> now that we're recreational, and KP1, Pathway Tribal Radio, on the right. And when you look into it, it makes sense, right? They were both born in New York City. Both of them had famous cheating scandals. Uh, they have similar political beliefs. And look at them. Crazy hair. I mean, look at them. They look like they were separated at birth. Yep. Probably. Purposely, like separated hard. at birth. Like the nurse was like, these two humans should not be in the same place at the same time. Huh. Send one to England, send one to the US, and pray they never meet. <laughs> Another thing that makes them similar is that for years, no one took yes. either of them seriously. And now, yes. just like Trump, Boris is poised to become the leader Boris of his country, which used to be a cool leader. job, but thanks to Brexit is about as desirable as being Kanye West's social media manager, you know? <laughs> like, he said, what? No, delete, delete. Jesus was not wearing Yeezys on the cross. No! <laughs> but who is the man? Many have dubbed the Donald Trump of the UK. Well, we thought, why don't get to know him in another installment of, if you don't the know, Trump now you know. of the UK. British politician and stunt double for Jeff Daniels in Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> now, many of you might be hearing about him for the first time, but in Britain, he's a household name. Alexander Boris de Pfeffel Johnson is the only British politician known universally by a first name. Boris. He began his career as a journalist. Johnson spent eight years as mayor of London, always willing to perform for the cameras. Johnson struck political gold when Britain hosted the 2012 Olympics. He gained praise for steering London smoothly through the event. There were a few embarrassing moments for Johnson, most notably when he got stuck on a zip wire. Now, for 
so pretty embarrassing. Cool. Stuck on a zip line up there. I guess at the same time, that's probably good preparation for handling Brexit. You know, it's just a, oh boy, how do I get out of this? Any ideas? Any ideas? I thought it would be much easier. So Boris was the mayor of London and a character who did things that made people laugh. But just like Trump, he also gained a reputation for his trash talk. Boris Johnson has refused to bow to calls from all sides to apologize for saying women who wear face veils look like bank robbers and letterboxes. Johnson also blasted the president's decision to move a bust of Winston Churchill from the Oval Office. He called it, quote, a symbol of the part Kenyan president's ancestral dislike of the British Empire. He described Hillary Clinton as having, quote, dyed blonde hair, pouty lips, and a steely blue stare, like a sadistic nurse in a mental hospital. This on President Putin. Despite looking a bit like Dobby the house elf, he is a ruthless and manipulative tyrant. Okay. I honestly can't believe he said those things about Muslim women and Hillary Clinton, but... You do have to admit, Vladimir Putin does look like Dobby. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he does. He you know, looks like Dobby got a job at KPMG. Like, look at but still, but still, it's pretty ballsy for Boris to make fun of someone for looking like a Harry Potter character when he looks like a midlife crisis Malfoy. I mean... <laughs> Like, he looks like Malfoy got addicted to potions and he's been trying to sustain his habit ever since. And despite his controversial quotes, Boris has continued to rise in British politics. In fact, after serving as London's mayor, he joined Parliament and became a prominent voice for one of the biggest blunders in British political history, Brexit. The Leave campaign which says Europe costs too much and controls too much has been led by former London Mayor Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson believes he owns the victory. Vote Leave, my friends. Vote Leave. I believe that this Thursday could be our country's independence day. When you look at the EU card, it makes me think of some, of some badly designed undergarment. That has now become too tight in some places, far too tight, far too constrictive, and dangerously loose in, in other places. What? I don't know what this dude's underwear, man. Like, did he forget to take off that zipline harness? Is that what happened there? It's almost like he was so distracted by his uncomfortable underwear that it just, like, snuck into his speech. He's like, my friends, Britain is like a, a wedgie being pulled deeper and deeper into the butt crack of the European Union. Uh, you know, squeezing with the testicles tight against my body, which was enjoyable at first, but has become extremely, extremely uncomfortable ever since. Now, if you excuse me, I'm headed to the bathroom to save the testes that I have remaining. Now, here's what's crazy. Here's what's crazy. Before the Brexit vote, Boris lied to voters in Britain about the benefits of leaving the EU. And now that Theresa May has taken most of the Brexit backlash, he might get her job. But what? he's part of the reason that she's losing it. Huh? And you thought the patriarchy was dying, baby. Yeah, huh? We Mental hospital. This on President Putin. Despite looking a bit like Dobby the house elf, he is a ruthless and manipulative tyrant. Okay. I'm gonna get turn that into a meme. I'm
Oh shit! Honestly, can't believe he said those things about Muslim women and Hillary Clinton, but you do have to admit. Bank robbers and letterboxes. Johnson also blasted the president's decision to move a bust of Winston Churchill from the Oval Office. He called it, quote, a symbol of the part Kenyan president's ancestral dislike of the British Empire. He described Hillary Clinton as having, quote, dyed blonde hair, pouty lips, and a steely blue stare, like a sadistic nurse in a mental hospital. <laughs> president Putin, despite looking... <laughs> Did you go inside to do this? There's a glare. Inside here, I need to turn off the fan. Get a nice quiet. face veils look like bank robbers and letterboxes. Johnson also blasted the president's decision to move a bust of Winston Churchill from the Oval Office. He called it, quote, a symbol of the part Kenyan president's ancestral dislike of the British Empire. Okay. He described Hillary Clinton as having, quote, dyed blonde hair, pouty lips, and a steely blue stare, like a sadistic nurse in a mental hospital. <laughs> president Putin, despite looking a bit like Dobby the House Elf, is a ruthless and manipulative tyrant. Okay. I honestly can't believe you said those things about Muslim women. I think,
of it on my other phone so I can put that all over.
Alright, so I'm uploading that. And I'm gonna... I just copied... And now I'm pasting the... The, um... Keyword to my other TikTok accounts. Madam President. Got a message from Madam President. Residente. Oops. Okay. I pasted in there. Select the... So I'm posting <clears throat> to Instagram. Which I believe is now <clears throat> automatically posting to Instagram Reels. Not sure. Anyway, so it's hanging on that, so I'm not gonna close it until it's it's actually uploaded. Cause yeah. Just cause. And gonna upload it to YouTube while oh shit, I'm watching this on YouTube. Are you guys still there? Are you still there, darling? You're starting El hello, darling. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. <clears throat> Let's get back to the show. Trevor Noah. Awesome stuff. Rise and fall of Boris Johnson. Daily show uploaded. Uh, and yeah. oh, there you go. But you do have to admit, Vladimir Putin does look like Bobby. But still, but still, it's pretty ballsy for Boris to make fun of someone for looking like a Harry Potter character when he looks like a midlife crisis Malfoy. I mean, look at him. Like, he looks like Malfoy got addicted to potions and he's been trying to sustain his habit ever since. And despite his controversial quotes, Boris has continued to rise in British politics. In fact, after serving as London's mayor, he joined Parliament and became a prominent voice for one of the biggest blunders in British political history, Brexit.
But then Boris also created a lot of confusion when he changed the country's coronavirus slogan from stay home to stay alert, which nobody really understands. Like, think about it. Stay at home makes sense. We all know what stay at home is. You stay at home. Stay alert. What does that mean? It's too general. Stay alert is something you say when you're boarding an alien spaceship or when you're searching for a parking spot. It's too broad. So, I understand why British people are confused. In fact, they haven't been this confused since they tasted season food for the first time. Good Lord, what are these strange sensations in my mouth? When the COVID pandemic first swept the world in 2020, the UK was one of the countries that were hardest hit, and it responded with a national lockdown. All non-essential stores were closed, uh, public and private gatherings were banned, and mm -hmm. Meghan and Harry were forced to socially distance 7,000 miles away. But now, we're learning that some of the people who imposed the lockdown weren't obeying it themselves. Morris Johnson is facing fierce criticism this morning. A leaked video shows senior Downing Street staff joking about a Christmas party thrown by the British Prime Minister during last year's Tier 3 COVID lockdown. This video shows aides rehearsing for a briefing four days after the alleged party. I have just seen reports on Twitter that there was a Downing Street Christmas party on Friday night. Do you recognize it? <laughs> I'm at home. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Um, uh, uh, What's the answer? I don't know. I didn't want to party. There's cheese and wine. There's cheese and wine, all right. It was a business meeting. This is recorded. This fictional party was a business meeting. And it was not socially distanced. The insensitive remarks were recorded just days after an alleged Christmas celebration at 10 Downing Street a year ago. A time when COVID restrictions in the country banned such gatherings, and while Britain was battling with overflowing hospitals and rising COVID deaths. In Parliament, the Prime Minister addressed the scandal. I was also furious to see that clip. I have been repeatedly assured since these allegations emerged that there was no party and that, and that no COVID rules were broken, and that is what I have been repeatedly we saw them practicing the lie and now you're going to tell us that we must believe the lie there was no party you guys have to believe the thing that we saw is a thing is not a thing it is a thing everybody must believe me you know boris boris would be a lot more believable if it didn't look like someone just pulled him out of a mosh pit and guys it's not it's not just boris by the way it feels like every month we catch another politician breaking their own COVID rules gavin newsom went to that fancy restaurant the mayor of Austin flew to Kabul. Andrew Cuomo kissed that bat. At the same time, I get why they broke COVID rules to have that party. I mean, people look forward all year long to the office Christmas party. It's the only chance you have to hook up with a coworker, have everyone in the office see it, and then pretend like it never happened. It's like a whole pass from HR. But the worst part is how they're on video joking about it. I mean. It's one thing to break your own rules. It's another thing to laugh about it. It's yet another thing to videotape it. It's like they're trying to win the dumbass triathlon. If they manage a scandal that badly, how did they handle the pandemic? What? Even worse? Total disaster. Oh, that makes sense. You may remember the outrage across Britain do a couple of months ago when Boris Johnson was accused of throwing a secret party in the middle of lockdown against his own COVID rules, by the way. But the truth is, there wasn't a secret COVID party. Turns out there were many 
secret COVID parties. And now, Boris may have partied himself right out of a job. And the walls seem to be closing in on Boris Johnson. A new poll, in fact, for the Observer newspaper shows 63%, nearly two of every three Britons, want Johnson out. As many as 20 conservative members of parliament say they plan to submit letters of no confidence. 54 letters are required to trigger a no confidence vote in parliament. Prime Minister Johnson has faced calls to resign after reports that number 10 Downing Street hosted parties over the past two years. The events were held when the United Kingdom government imposed strict COVID restrictions on gathering. I recognize the enormous sacrifice that people have made. Uh, I apologize for misjudgments that uh, may be made in number 10 by me uh, and anybody else. Uh, but please, can I ask him to wait uh, for the inquiry to conclude? One misjudgment that really hurts the apology to Her Majesty the Queen over parties allegedly held in Downing Street the night before Her Majesty sat alone at the funeral of her husband. You know, this sucks for Queen Elizabeth. I haven't seen her that disappointed since she found out what Prince Andrew did on his vacations. Apparently, these are not the only photos, Andrew. And I can hardly blame her, you know? I mean, her husband had just died, and here they were throwing parties without her. I mean, come on, this is her first chance in 70 years to catch some fresh dick and no invites? No, that shit is messed up. Oh, you don't think people move on? You need to grow up. But you can see why so many people have turned on Boris over his scandal, because while he was having parties, the people of Britain were dealing with severe lockdowns. And I'm not talking about American lockdowns. I'm talking about real lockdowns. Like, there were curfews. The government limited how many people you could see. People weren't even allowed to have anyone over for Christmas. Yeah, if Santa came down your chimney, you'd have to shoot him dead. But they don't have guns in the UK, so you just have to beat him to death. And look, I know Boris isn't the only political leader who's been caught partying against his own rules, but he might be the only one trying to pretend that he doesn't know what a party is. Prime Minister Johnson maintains he believed it to be an official work event, not a party. Now an email leak showing a hundred people were invited to socially distance drinks in Downing Street and to even bring their own booze. The idea that you walked into the garden there's 40 people there, the tables are laid out with food and drink and there's alcohol being served in the middle of a lockdown and you think that's a work event. That is just ludicrous, isn't it? You are just taking a looking out of the British people. No, I, well, I, I, nobody told me and nobody, nobody said that uh, this was something that was against the rules, it was a breach of the, of the COVID rules or we were doing something that wasn't a, a work event. Yeah, no, nobody told me. I, I didn't know it was a party. I mean, how do you know what a party is unless somebody says it's a party? How could you not know that that was a party? <laughs> I mean, it's not a work event. They said bring your own booze. That never happens for a regular work meeting. No one's ever like, we really need to figure out our fourth quarter projections, so grab some tequila, because daddy's making margaritas. And also, am I the only person who finds it weird that the leader of the government is the one saying, Nobody told me that this was against the rules. Nobody told me. Nobody told you. They're your rules. Your rules to deal with a global pandemic. This isn't your kids' birthdays. you got to remember this shit. Now, Boris's own former top aide says that he did warn Boris that the party broke COVID rules and that Boris has been lying under oath to Parliament about it. But maybe these parties are just emblematic 
of how Boris thinks COVID rules didn't apply to him. Like apparently, like, yeah. back when Boris had COVID, he refused to stay in isolation and it got so bad that his staff, and this is completely true, had to put chairs in the doorway to his office to block him from leaving. Yeah. Honestly, I was shocked when I read this. Mostly because I didn't know it was that easy to stop British people from going places. Mm. Turns out if Africa just put a couple of chairs in front of England, we could have stopped colonialism. <laughs> so as of now, Boris is in big trouble, or as they say in England, trouble. <laughs> and really, if you're a prime minister who's been breaking the lockdown rules that you imposed on everybody else, you have to resign. Or you can do this. This morning, the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has announced the end of all pandemic restrictions in the United Kingdom, saying that people will no longer be asked to work from home, masks no longer required in schools, the mandate to wear masks in public removed as well. According to The Guardian, the swift change is seen as an attempt by Johnson to quell conservative anger over his lockdown breaching parties at Downing Street. Having looked at the data carefully, the cabinet concluded that once regulations lapse, the government will no longer mandate the wearing of face masks anywhere. Oh, shit! Boris went from BYOB to DGAF. <laughs> That's right, everybody, no masks, everybody, no restrictions, and no more haircuts, bitches. And yeah, you could argue that suddenly lifting restrictions is just a cheap and dangerous attempt to curry rules if there are no rules. That's right, everybody, no masks, everybody, no restrictions. This is in big trouble, or as they say in England, trouble. And really, if you're a prime minister who's been breaking the lockdown rules that you imposed on everybody else, you have to resign. Or... This morning, the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has announced the end of all pandemic restrictions in the United Kingdom. Yes, to stay in power. It's like fuckface Nazi ass dumb truck. schools, the mandate to wear masks in public removed as well. According to The Guardian, the swift change is seen as an attempt by Johnson to quell conservative anger over his lockdown breaching parties at Downing Street. Having looked at the data carefully, the cabinet concluded that once regulations lapse, the government will no longer mandate the wearing of face Oh, shit! Boris went from BYOB to DGAF. You can't break the rules if there are no rules. That's right, everybody, no masks, everybody, no restrictions, and no more haircuts, bitches. And yeah, you could argue that suddenly lifting restrictions is just a cheap and dangerous about to come at the cost of spreading a lethal virus. But on the other hand, restrictions are lifted, baby. So break out the liquor, Britain. It's time for a work event. <laughs> Nothing like the hometown charm of a county fair. So it's time for a work event. Say so. It's time for a work event. <laughs> the Prime Minister Boris Johnson has been embroiled in scandal ever since it was discovered that while Britons were in lockdown, he broke the rules and threw a bunch of office parties. <laughs> and there were parties for everything. Retirement parties, birthday parties, 
regular hangout parties. Shit, they were throwing parties just because someone figured out how to unjam the printer. It's working. It's really working. Well, this calls for a spot of bubbly. Greg, 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 Greg. And as if that wasn't bad enough, now Boris has another scandal brewing. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, get this, is once again on the defense. Over another issue, this time it's whether he authorized the evacuation of cats and dogs from Afghanistan. A batch of weak emails appear to contradict Johnson's claims of having nothing to do with the evacuation of animals from a British charity in Afghanistan. As the country fell to the Taliban, and human beings Why is he were lying about it? to find a way out of that country. The Prime Minister has always denied intervening a denial he repeated this lunchtime. This whole thing is, is, is total rhubarb. The military always prioritized uh, human uh, beings, and that was quite right. And I think we should be incredibly proud of, uh, of what Pity and Woodin achieved. Yo, can I be honest? This is the most white people scandal of all time. You rescued pets before human beings? You have to prioritize saving people over animals. How the fuck did that Those happen? people will be grateful about it. You rescue a cat from Afghanistan, act like it's doing you a favor. Meow, thanks. Now, Boris says that this whole scandal is total rhubarb. So you can tell he's stressed, because British people only bust out the obscure vegetables when their backs are against the wall. Prince Andrew, what were you doing on Jeffrey Epstein's island? Oh, Brussels sprouts, it's not what you think. This is where you realize how special Trump was at getting out of a jam, right? Remember that guy? Because where most politicians try and undo the scandal, Trump was a genius, but he would just add another one to throw us off the trail. I know you're upset, but why are we talking about me sleeping with a porn star when I'm about to overthrow the government? Huh? That's the real story, folks. Throwing over my own government, and I'm going to overthrow it with me inside it. Now I'm upside down. <laughs> British Prime Minister and guy who starts every morning sticking a fork in an electrical outlet has been in quite a spot of bother lately, which means it's time for another installment of Keep Calm and Party On. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson just apologized to Parliament after a damning independent report was released this morning, which condemns, quote, failures of leadership and judgment by Johnson's office over those parties at 10 Downing Street held during COVID lockdowns. The government being scolded like children. The report says there were serious failures to observe the high standards. It says that excessive alcohol shouldn't be drunk at the workplace. It repeatedly describes a culture of drinking and partying. Boris Johnson was back in Parliament to try to justify the unjustifiable. Mr. Speaker, I get it. And I will fix it. And I want to say to the people of this country, I know what the issue is. Yes, yes, yes. It's whether this government can be trusted to deliver. And I say, Mr. Speaker, yes, we can be trusted. Love how he's like, I identify the problem. I know what the yeah, you made the problem. Of course you know what the problem is. But guys, I've solved it. Because I did it. But yes, according to this investigation, Boris Johnson's office had a culture of drinking and partying throughout the pandemic. And I'll be honest, I'd be more convinced that Boris could fix it if he didn't always look like an upside-down guy doing a cake stand. I've got to say, my, my, my favorite part about this whole scandal 
is actually how high school it is to get caught having a party. I mean, think about it. That's the level of scandal. Other world leaders are staging coups and invading other countries. Meanwhile, Boris is filling vodka bottles up with water like, hurry, hurry, the queen will be home soon. <laughs> Back in 2019, Prime Minister Boris Johnson and his Conservative Party, they won a landslide election victory. It was huge. They won everywhere, in southern England, and Manchester, and Sherlock-upon-Watson, and East Narnia, all the places. Basically, between Boris and Ed Sheeran, 2019 was a good year. Especially for British people who look like they're from the year 1326. It was a good time. And it was such a commanding victory that people thought Boris Johnson might become the Prime Minister who was up there for a decade. You know, which would be amazing for Britain's first human broom. But then, Boris started getting caught up in scandals, right? He botched the COVID response. Then he got caught throwing a bunch of parties while the rest of Britain had to be in lockdown. And then he hired people who he knew were alleged sex offenders. And of course, there was that time when he showed up to Parliament wearing a T-shirt that said, the carpet matches the drapes, which was totally inappropriate because it doesn't. He calls the carpet. So, finally, last month, he was forced to resign in disgrace. And yesterday, he gave the greatest farewell speech of all time. Boris Johnson facing Parliament for one last time as British Prime Minister as only he would. Johnson defended his record in his farewell remarks. He also gave some words of advice to his successor. Number one, stay close to the Americans. Stick up for the Ukrainians. Stick up for freedom and democracy everywhere. Cut taxes and deregulate wherever you can to make this the greatest place to live and invest, which it is. Focus on the road ahead. Focus on the road ahead, but always remember to check the rearview mirror. And remember, remember, a bubble. It's not Twitter that counts. It's the people that sent us here, Mr. Speaker. Uh, I want to thank everybody here and hasta la vista, baby. What do you say? Hasta la vista, baby. This is the land of Shakespeare and Jane Austen. And the quote Boris chose was from the Terminator? I mean, I guess that shows you the power of American culture. Even the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom is like, farewell and Godspeed. The most ridiculous thing ever. So, like the speech was weird, the whole thing. In the middle, it looked like he just started giving random advice about driving. Focus on the road ahead. Uh, always check the rear view mirror. And remember, it's not a hit and run if you drive away slowly. <laughs> you know, it's also like normally when you're giving a speech, especially about resigning or being fired, like surely you want to make people regret it. Like when you give the speech, you want people to go like, oh, oh man, we made the wrong choice. They're leaving. Like remember with Obama. Right? When he gave his farewell speech, even racists in America were like, maybe he was one of the good ones. <laughs> but this guy, this guy gives a speech, he's like, yo, how did he get the job? How, like, did he win a contest or something? I mean, who is this person? I think, again, um, that uh, his, his foibles make him more human and therefore... Uh, palatable or acceptable or um, desirable as a leader, um, somebody that people can relate to.
But he has parties. Oh, wow. What a scandal. Yeah. That's my future boss right there. Okay, let's see the comments. My eight-year-old son tells me the same thing. Nobody told me this was wrong while he lets the bathtub overflow. Hmm. Okay. Uh, the best part of British Parliament is how much everyone boos everyone else and that one lady saying, shame, shame is magnificent. <laughs> the sitcom credits were gold. BJ is a lot funnier and more articulate than Trump. Um... Though, Trump is like one long third grade level scatological joke that you think will never end. Why can't America have a Congress like this shouting when some dino says something dumb? C-SPAN would be the top show. Indeed. Here, here. Ah, <laughs> uh, dino. More entertaining for us corners. Horse Johnson is literally the definition of you are not a clown, you are the entire circus. Miles Edgeworth. British are not that crazy. The British created independence days, did not have one themselves. Tried to kick out innocent immigrants to get on an independence day. Refused to elaborate. Proceeded to leave the continent. They were originally heading to get the independence day. What? what, what, what? Babur's getting stuck on the zipline as part of his show. He's like an all-in-one circus. He's the ringleader, the clown, the sideshow, and also the freak show. That's, I mean, to me, this, I'm studying him as a, as a, uh, you know, leader. He doesn't, he seems likable, you know, oafish. But in a, you know, I think it's staged, actually. Staged oafishness. Staged oafishness. Okie doke. So yeah, there you go. Wait and stay in shape is Hi now there. Welcome back. a full year and a half into the worst life ever lived by a former Lawrence, this is MSNBC. Donald Trump. Trump is, is living the worst post-presidency life ever. From the 
moment he wakes Trump's up alive for a minute. How do you figure? Well, a 76-year-old retiree who's living on the full load of government benefits for his age group, Medicare, Social Security, and in his case, a government pension. Judgment. Oh, oh shit! God damn it! Drop my phone. Fuck. Get the minus dug. Um. Poor Trumpy. <laughs> Trump's life of misery. Yeah, bullshit. August 25. Um, 1.2 million. Just look up for the longer one. Watch the last word with Lawrence O'Donnell. MSNBC, 184K views one day ago. Well, a 76-year-old retiree who's living on the full load of government benefits... Poor Trumpy! ...and, in his case, government pension, and who has discovered that golf is the least effective form of exercise to control weight and stay in shape, is now a full year and a half into the worst life ever lived by a former president of the United States. Uh -huh. Just because he's going to jail is again. His life uh -huh. is a misery. Going to jail. The he wakes up too early in the morning. How do you figure? Through those dark hours. What are you talking about? When he's struggling against the insomnia to find some peace. Peace that never comes. Pure How do you figure? Misery. How do you know? What are you talking about? The worst post-presidential life ever lived was Richard Nixon's 20 years after being forced to resign the presidency in disgrace because of the crimes he committed in office for which he was assuredly going to be impeached if he stayed in office and convicted in the Senate and removed from office. But one month into... Poor Trumpy. Oh, cry, 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 cry.
That fucking shit clown. Select all, copy. Post, shit posting. Voila, shit post. soften the agony of his days and nights and so Donald Trump's life now is much much worse than the 20 years Richard Nixon spent in mere disgrace after the presidency I say mere disgrace because Donald Trump spends every day and every night under disgrace and multiple threats of indictment federal and state indictments and possible of criminal convictions eventually. Good. Both federal and state. For possible Stop crimes threatening us with a good time. President, and possible crimes committed after his presidency, including crimes that he might actually be committing tonight if he is still illegally in possession of any of the government documents, including classified documents. Oh, that'd be that awesome. Supposed to reach yeah, go get the rest. Every day of Donald Trump's life now is worse than the uh -huh. day before. And tomorrow, he totally fucking deserves it. Is going to be much, Nightmare. Much Put him in fucking jail. Tomorrow we are jail. going to see significant portions of an FBI affidavit that the Justice Department will release following an order to do so uh, from a federal judge today who approved the Justice Department's redactions in that affidavit to protect the identity of witnesses and the... Requested entity was not found. What the fuck does that mean? Okay, requested entity is not found. Wait. Okie doke. Keep writing. Alright. This card. Okay, whatever. Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt, who authorized the search warrant of 
Donald Trump's Florida home has ordered federal prosecutors to make Disneyland. a redacted version of the affidavit used to support the search warrant public on or before noontime tomorrow. Could be any time, any time tomorrow. Good. That redacted search, that, that redacted affidavit that supported the search warrant. Lock him up. Well, blocking witnesses' names and FBI agents' names is going to reveal substantial evidence against Donald Trump. Donald Trump said he was insomniac long before he reached the presidency. Oh. How do you think Donald Trump is going to sleep tonight? Uh -huh. Tonight? Who fucking Donald cares? Trump knows that even the redacted version. I don't care if we ever get FBI sleep again. You can get all the sleep he wants in jail. He's going uh -huh. to make tomorrow the very worst day of his life. So far. Only to be followed by even worse days, including possible days in court, in federal court, or in Georgia state court, as a criminal. <laughs> What are you guys doing? Get the fuck out of my room! Get the fuck out of my room! Go on! Get! Get! Get out of my room! Go on, all of you! Scram! Get! What are you doing? Get the fuck out of here! Go on! Ha! Only lawyers he could get. As of today, his last White House chief of staff, Mark Meadows, is being subpoenaed uh -huh. to testify uh -huh. to District Attorney Fawny Willis's grand jury in Atlanta. Notice that Donald Trump is not making any public comments now, <laughs> warning Mark Meadows and his former election lawyer. Yeah, why don't you interview him now at uh, Marlardo? Does not dare to play the 
public game of witness intimidation and obstruction of justice that he played and was allowed to play when he was president of the United States. Donald Trump knows what it feels like to have the full protection of the presidency. Donald Trump knows what it feels like to have the full protection of an attorney general, William Barr, who believed the old Nixon lie that if a president does it, it's not a crime. When you've had that kind of protection, imagine what it's like not to have it. To have none. Tonight, Donald Trump has oh, well. no protection against what he did. And Donald Trump knows what he did. And that's why no president in history has ever lived the agony that Donald Trump is living tonight. <laughs> Donald Trump is asking himself, will oh. I be indicted? Donald Trump is asking himself, how many times will I be indicted? It has been 17 days since the FBI executed a search warrant of Donald Trump's home. Caesar's assets. Has not offered one word of defense or explanation about what was in his home. One word. Donald Trump has been terrified into abject oh, silence. Trump terrified Trump Oh. Donald Trump began his day today. So awesome. If he is terrified.
he would be he would be Yeah, flush that toilet. Which is my safe and unthinkable act. Donald Trump does not really believe that when the FBI searches a home, there is some part of the home that they must not search, like, say, a safe. Which, I promise you, every time the FBI rides, raids a home or enters a home and finds a safe, that's the first thing they go to. Donald Trump's just pretending that the search of his safe was unthinkable. One minute later, Donald Trump blurted out the statement, Presidential Records Act, exclamation point. That was it. Presumably as if that is a defense instead of the reason that Donald Trump's actions are illegal. We know Donald Trump violated the law as stated. We don't yet know if he will be prosecuted for that violation. Seven minutes later, Donald Trump made his last statement of the day about any of this, saying the Justice Department and the FBI are leaking at levels never seen before, and I did nothing wrong. Both of those things are not true. There have been no leaks at all from the Justice Department, as far as we know, and we absolutely know that Donald Trump did many things wrong those documents that he was illegally possessing at his I read you what Donald Trump had to say today simply to plumb the depths of his abject desperation and now no doubt near madness as we stand poised at the threshold of reading more about criminal conduct by Donald Trump in the FBI affidavit that will be released before noontime tomorrow that a search warrant of Donald Trump's home would probably reveal evidence of crimes, crimes including the mishandling of government documents and the crime of obstruction of justice. Donald Trump knows what he did 
But even Donald Trump doesn't know what is in the FBI affidavit. He won't get it one second before we do. If Donald Trump has the strength to read it tomorrow, he will be reading it at the same time we read it. Because the special treatment of Donald Trump Trump's life of misery for There is nothing but misery followed by misery. Honorable lawyers, prior to Donald Trump, the worst post-presidential life ever lived was Richard Nixon's 20 years after being forced to resign the presidency in space because of the crimes he committed in office for which he was assuredly going to be impeached if he stayed in office and convicted in the Senate and removed from office. But one month into Richard Nixon's painful post-presidency, his successor, Gerald Ford, relieved him of the worst pain by granting him a full pardon for any crimes Richard Nixon They already deleted one of my comments, Donald by the way. does not have the comfort of a pardon to soften the agony of his days and nights. And so Donald Trump's life now is much, much worse than the 20 years Richard Nixon spent in mere disgrace after the presidency. I say mere disgrace because Donald Trump spends every day and every night under disgrace and multiple threats of indictment federal and state indictments possi and possible of criminal convictions eventually both federal and state for possible crimes committed while he was president and possible crimes committed after his presidency including crimes that he might actually be committing tonight if he is still illegally in possession of any of the government documents including classified documents that he was supposed to return to the national archives every day of donald trump's life now is worse than the day before and tomorrow tomorrow is going to be much much worse than today because tomorrow we are going to see significant portions of an fbi affidavit that the Justice Department will release following an order to do so uh, from a federal judge today who approved the Justice Department's redactions in that affidavit to protect the identity of witnesses and the possible investigative techniques being used in an ongoing criminal investigation of Donald Trump. U.S. Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt, who authorized the search warrant Donald Trump's Florida home has ordered federal prosecutors to make the redacted version of the affidavit used to support the search warrant public on or before noontime tomorrow. Could be anytime, anytime tomorrow morning. That redacted search, that, that redacted affidavit that supported the search warrant while blocking witnesses' names and FBI agents' names is going to reveal substantial evidence against Donald Trump. Donald Trump said he was insomniac long before he reached the presidency. 
How do you think Donald Trump is going to sleep tonight? Who the fuck cares how well he sleeps tonight? That even the redacted version of the FBI affidavit released tomorrow is going to make tomorrow the very worst day of his life. So only to be followed by even the worst days, including possible days in court, in federal court, or in Georgia state court, as a criminal defendant, criminal defendant Donald Trump. Donald Trump knows what's coming better than any of us do, because Donald Trump knows what he did. Donald Trump knows what he did when he was trying to overturn the presidential election in Georgia and other states. Donald Trump knows what he did leading up to and during the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Donald Trump knows what he did when he decided to steal government documents and bring them home. Donald Trump knows what he decided that he decided to illegally possess those documents for a year and a half. We're obviously the going to, to be that. used for it, to extort people. Donald Trump also knows that he now has terrible lawyers defending. no one defending him now. Donald Trump knows, as of today, his last White House chief of staff, Mark Meadows, is being subpoenaed to testify about him to District Attorney Fawny Willis's grand jury in Atlanta. Notice that Donald Trump is not making any public comments now. <laughs> Mark Meadows and his former election lawyer, Sidney Powell, who has also been subpoenaed to that uh, same grand jury in Georgia. No warnings from Donald Trump about flipping. Notice Donald Trump, he's not wanting any, warning any of these witnesses not to flip, as he publicly did when he was president, to use that word flip. As president of the United States, Donald Trump publicly warned Paul Manafort not to flip. That was the word he used publicly, the gangster word for telling the truth. He did the same thing with Roger He did the same thing with Michael Flynn. Donald Trump did that while he was president of the United States because he knew he had an attorney general who would protect him against charges of obstruction of justice. Tonight, Donald Trump is under investigation by Attorney General Merrick Garland, specifically for obstruction of justice, <laughs> among other things. That is how Donald, Donald Trump's life has changed. That is how it has become pure misery. And tonight, Donald Trump, living in fear of a real attorney general for the first time in his life, does not dare... Poor Trump! Public game of witness intimidation and obstruction of justice. That he played and was allowed to play when he was president of the United States. Donald Trump knows what it feels like to have the full protection of the presidency. Donald Trump knows what it feels like to have the full protection of an attorney general, William Barr, who believed the old Nixon lie that if a president does it, it's not a crime. When you've had that kind of protection, imagine what it's like to have none. Tonight, Donald Trump has no legal protection 
Well, that describes the rest of us. Well, this guy is still not in jail. That's why no president in history has ever lived in agony that Donald Trump is living tonight. Donald Trump is asking himself, will I be indicted? Donald Trump is asking himself, how many times will I be indicted? It has been 17 days since the FBI executed a search warrant of Donald Trump's home, and Donald Trump has not offered one word of defense or explanation about what was in his home, not one word. Donald Trump has been terrified into abject silence <laughs> about the evidence because he knows what the evidence is. Donald Trump began his day today on his social media site at 8.50 a.m. with a series of bursts of anger that would be called tweets if he was still allowed on Twitter. And how desperate and cornered Donald Trump's mind is now. Clearly, his mind was on the agony of the criminal investigations of his activities, primarily involving the FBI search of his home. But in the first burst of rage, he didn't talk about that. Instead, he just mentioned Joe and Hunter Biden and the laptop from hell. Nothing about the evidence against Donald Trump. In the second one, Donald Trump said, Joe Biden said he knew nothing about the break-in of Mar-a-Lago or the greatest political attack in the history of the U.S. Does anybody really believe this? <laughs> now, the answer to that question uh, is yes. I <laughs> believe Joe Biden. And the documentation in the case now shows that President Biden specifically refused any involvement in the decision about what to do about government documents kept at Donald Trump's home after the Trump presidency. Back when Donald Trump was protected by the presidency and protected by the attorney general, Donald Trump wouldn't have asked the question, does anyone believe Why don't you just Joe call him fuckface Nazi ass dog? He would have called Joe Biden That's his real a name. liar. He would have called <clears throat> Merrick Garland a liar by name and attacked Merrick Garland by name personally. And but yeah. was afraid to do that. So now it's just... Yeah, because where are the fucking that? terrorism charges? Donald Trump is living an unprotected life. Oh, we're jumpy. And that terrifies him. Well, it makes me feel good. A few minutes after those That's statements on social media. Turning the tables. Tables have turned. Thank God. Thank you, universe. The Presidential Records Act cannot be circumvented for me or any other president. He was saying they illegally raided my home and took no, things didn't. that should not have been Bullshit. taken. Bullshit. Just put a gag order on that fucker. Put a fucking gag order on him. Do everybody a favor. There is some part of the home that they must not search. Like, say, a safe. Which, I promise you. Every time the FBI rides, raids a home or enters a home and finds a safe, that's the first thing they go. Donald <laughs> Trump's just pretending that the search of his safe was unthinkable. <clears throat> One minute later, Donald Trump pointed out the statement, Presidential Records Act, exclamation point. That was it. Presumably huh? as if huh? that is a defense instead of the reason that Donald Trump's actions are illegal. Well, he's, we know he's just trying to save face at this point, along his followers. Oh yeah, maybe they'll just, maybe Biden will give him a pardon. Last statement of 
today about any of this saying the Justice Department and the FBI are leaking Let him off the hook. What is Biden? Why don't you let him off the hook? Just kidding, Biden. Don't fucking do that. And happily, knowingly, willingly, Feel so sorry for him, huh? By Donald Trump in the FBI affidavit that will be released before noontime tomorrow. The affidavit that convinced a federal judge that a search warrant of Donald Trump's home would probably reveal evidence of crimes, crimes including the mishandling of government documents and the crime of obstruction of justice. Donald Trump knows what he did, but even Whoa. Donald Trump doesn't know what is in the FBI affidavit. He won't get it one second before we do. If Donald Trump <clears throat> has the strength to read it tomorrow, Oh, You'll be reading it at the same time we read it. That fucking clown has got ev like ever ready batteries. Is all over. And now for Donald Trump. Only the good die young. There is nothing but misery followed by misery. <laughs> Poor Trumpy. Oh, Trumpy. Little shithead. Fucking die. Why don't you just die, fucker? Die, fucker, die. Put us out of our misery. Eric, you should be on death row right now. Young people, turn off the stupid ass video games. Pay attention. What did you learn at that clinic today about? what this means in Texas from this day forward. This is a life or death issue for the women of Texas. Um, the last person to speak, Leslie, an African-American woman in what Houston, to reminded us that I Texas more about leads Trumpy. much of the developed world in the rate of maternal mortality because as you have foreclosed every opportunity for an abortion, You've also closed off access to a cervical cancer screening, a family planning provider, or the ability to see any kind of doctor at all in the least insured state in America. For black women, it's three times as deadly to be in the state of Texas. A total abortion ban, no exception for rape, no exception for incest, all because of Greg Abbott, who signed this into law more than a year ago. And as you pointed out, it goes into effect today, Fucker. the 25th of August. However, what I also learned from these extraordinary women who spoke at this press conference is that we as a people are more than a match for this moment. Women won protection for this right back in 1973. In fact, it was Texas women, Jane Rose, and we'll get Sarah it back again. The coffee. They won the Thank way you. back in 1973. We will win it back with Texas women in 2022. It is the only way through, the only way to overcome it, <clears throat> is to win this election against Greg Abbott on the night of November 8th. Kick him out. on Texas women. The polling on this in Texas is, is quite striking. Uh, this is on the question of uh, the, the supporting exceptions for uh, rape and, is, in, uh, and incest in, in these abortion laws. And all voters, it's 82% support that. But among Republicans, among Republicans, 
78% of Republicans support abortions in cases of rape and incest. 78% of Republicans. And Governor Abbott and the Republican legislature uh, legislated something in opposition to the beliefs of 78% of Republicans. Yeah, they're out of step with Texans. On, on this issue, one of the most, they need uh, to go. most important issues to be decided in this election, Greg Abbott has the full support of 11% of our fellow Texans. <laughs> so I want to make this clear to your viewers tonight in and outside of Texas. This total abortion ban, without exception for rape or incest. So how could the they have possibly gotten this passed? You can make it so that you can't pass shit that nobody wants. This is uniting Texans, Republicans, Democrats, Independents, unlike any issue I've seen before. I've lived here my entire life. You and I and the rest of your viewers saw what happened in Kansas. In the dead of summer, a referendum election pulled presidential-level turnout, and we won 60-40 to support a woman's right to make her own decisions about her own body and her own future. Well, there's a referendum in Texas. It takes place on the night of November 8th, and it's this race for governor, and we're going to win it. Uh, that does seem to be the place on the ballot to express your opposition uh, to this law. It seems that the there, there's not going to be a referendum. There's just going to be, who do you want uh, signing laws in the governor's chair in Texas? You're right, and, and we also know what's coming down the pike. Uh, thanks to Justice Clarence Thomas's concurring opinion to the Dobbs decision, which overturned Roe versus Wade. Next on the block is access to contraception. Or the ability for just crazy. That's just fucking crazy. To be together, literally reviving the sodomy laws in states like Texas, and then marriage equality will follow soon thereafter. If Greg Abbott's in office, I think there's a good chance he signs legislation to pursue that dark, extreme path for America's future. When we beat him on the night of November 8th, we set a far different, better, brighter course, not just for Texas, but given this state's outsized influence on American politics, we'll do it for the United States of America as well. Senator Peters, what room is that on your yacht, and where is your yacht tonight? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I'm not on a yacht. Uh, this is a room in my house uh, in Michigan, and uh, I'm rolling up my sleeves uh, and working. Uh, what, what do you make of your counterpart, who's supposed to be uh, you know, out there slugging uh, with you every day, uh, being in Italy, uh, when, look, at some other time, in some other August recess, when he's not in charge uh, of the Republican Senate campaigns, it's one thing. But when you're in charge of these campaigns, I have never seen a senator in charge of these campaigns take the August recess off. Well, no, you, you can't. And, and the stakes are, are so high. I'm focused on making sure that we not only hold uh, the Senate uh, and have the Democratic majority, but we actually expand our numbers. I'm confident that we can do that. We're working hard building the, the structure of the campaigns, working closely with our candidates who are clearly doing an outstanding job, particularly the contrast between them and the Republicans that huh. are really a far uh, right extremists Candidate that are quality. not ready for prime time. The difference in quality is extensive uh, and quite frankly uh you know i i guess i'll say on the show here i wish rick's got uh, a good time on that yacht i hope he stays on the yacht till the rest <laughs> of the break 
I uh, hope he enjoys some sun. It's going to be wonderful. And in the meantime, I'm going to be working my tail off, and our candidates are going to be working their tail off, and we're going to win. We're going to hold the majority. Uh, we're going to expand it, and we're going and to Rick continue Scott, to Rick Scott, he's supposed to be, why is he fucking indicted and disqualified as an insurrectionist? org is our website that is uh, getting a great deal of attention from grassroots uh, folks all across uh, the country. However, I want to have a caveat here. We know big money is coming against us uh, in the coming days and weeks. Uh, the super PACs out there that the Republicans have, which are backed by billionaires and incredibly wealthy individuals, are going to pour money and attack our Democratic candidates. So we have to keep working and building the grassroots necessary to win, hold the Senate, and expand our numbers. Let me tell you about the human condition. About the human condition. Human condition. <laughs> Wonder, can I like legally steal that and turn it into a song? Human condition.
Human condition. Human condition. Human condition. Human condition. Human condition. Thank <laughs> you. 